Hey everyone, Matthew Bryant here. Welcome to Prayer in the Word, Episode 2. On today's episode, we'll continue in our series of praying through Psalm 23. I'll be modeling my number one tip for how to pray in a way that's more biblical, joyful, and consistent. And here's the best part. It's simple. Uh, listen, if I can do it, if I can learn to pray in this way, trust me, so can you. Now we'll do this together and uh, we'll also be looking at how to pray in moments of fear and death, all from the example of Psalm 23. Let's get started. All right, so in episode one, I introduced my number one tip for developing a prayer life that's more biblical, joyful, and consistent. And here was that tip. It was just simply this, pray with an open Bible. I know it sounds basic, and trust me, it is basic, but it's a simple step with a big win. Um, and, and so in this episode, we're going to continue in this series of praying through Psalm 23, and we're going to continue modeling what that looks like of praying with an open Bible, looking at the last half of Psalm 23. Now, listen, if you're like me, there's just many times where you don't know what to pray. I remember serving as a pastor in Pennsylvania, and I was going to visit uh, a lady named Hazel in the hospital. Now, she was over 100 years old. Uh, she was a remarkable woman, and she'd share with me multiple times when I'd go see her in her home uh, prior to her being in the hospital that, that she was just ready to go home and be with the Lord. But this time when I went to go see her in the hospital, you know, she was sharing with me, I could just tell there was a little bit of fear and concern, obviously so. And so... Um, what do you do in those moments? So for me, Psalm 23 is a go-to prayer, especially verse 4, especially in these moments of you're dealing with somebody who's wrestling with death being the likely thing that's coming next for them. Um, and it seems so apparent, so close to uh, to them, whether that's uh, their own diagnosis or maybe that's somebody they know and know, uh, the, the feeling is still the same. You know, you've gone through that with a loved one or a friend who maybe has been diagnosed with cancer or they have some other terminal illness and you're wrestling with this fear and concern over their coming death. And so um, right now, it's March 28th, 2020. Our country's facing a crisis of uncertain magnitude. Uh, you know, I'm starting to see names and faces of people on Facebook whom I love and care for deeply, and they've tested positive with COVID-19. Now, none of us are guaranteed tomorrow, but the real question that many face is how do we pray when we're looking at death as a more certain or likely possibility? How do we pray in these moments? Now, forget for a moment the current situation with COVID-19. How do you pray when someone you know, uh, or maybe even yourself, comes back with a test of, of terminal illness or cancer? How do you pray when you face that fear of death? You know, I serve in a military community, uh, and the nature of many people's vocation here, um, or the nature of the mission even that they're going on a particular day, death is a more present reality. So how, how do you pray in these moments? Well, let's look at the last half of Psalm 23 and see how David prayed in the midst of fear and a higher likelihood of death for him and those that he loved and cared for. Verse 4 says this, Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Even though, you know, last episode we talked about this good word because it's a nice connector word for our prayer. It helps break us out of just sort of generic thanks or generic uh, repeating the phrase, um, you know, even though is one of these great phrases that, that when you add it into your time of prayer, it really helps you move beyond simply just praying the words that are here and actually praying from the scripture. And so letting the scripture kind of give you words where you don't have words. So even though 
is a great thing to, to add into any prayer, even though. And so remember the context is, the Lord is my shepherd, I want for nothing. That's verse 1. And so I challenge you to use the word because, but the psalmist here, David, he uses the word even though. So even though I walk through the valley, you prepare a table before me. Goodness and mercy shall follow me all of the days of my life. And so um, what's the even though situation that you're going through? Even though it's, you know, cancer or maybe it's a deployment or is it betrayal? Even though you're lonely, um, or even though you are facing a lot of worry, or maybe you're someone who has a clinical depression or anxiety that you struggle with on a regular basis, and uh, you you need to to remember this is still true for you. Also, it's not so. It's an even though. So even though I'm facing depression, anxiety, even though I'm facing worry or a looming deployment, or maybe there's a test that came back and it wasn't good. Even though, because I have the Lord as my shepherd, I want for nothing. And so, David, the way he expressed it is, even though I walk through the valley, of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Fear no evil, for you are with me. So why won't he fear? Because the Lord is with him. And so we don't need to fear because we know that the Lord is with us. And so uh, there's a nearness that Christians experience with God that only comes in our valley moments of life. There is a nearness that Christians experience with God that, that only comes in our valley moments. You know, the shepherd doesn't lead sheep into a valley by mistake or by accident. So if you're in the middle of a valley right now, remember that. You weren't led there by accident. Because if it was by accident or by mistake, then he's not a good shepherd. But as Joy, uh, James Boyce Montgomery says in his commentary on Psalm 23, the valley of the shadow of death is as much of God's right path for us uh, as is the green pastures and the still waters. The Christian life is not always tranquil, nor, as we say, a mountaintop experience. God gives us valleys also. And it's in the valleys with their trials and dangers that we develop character. End quote. Now, the remedy for the fear that we face when we're in those valleys, because uh, we, we face greater danger, we face a trial. There is often fear that comes up as, the, as a problem that we're in this in the midst of character development that God's putting us through, and we, we wrestle with fear. And the solution, the remedy for that fear, is to remember the nearness of God. The shepherd is near enough to the sheep to defend you with his rod, and he's near enough to retrieve you to rescue with his staff, and they comfort us. His rod and his staff, they comfort us, and we're near enough for the comfort of the rod and the staff of the shepherd. And so verse 5 lets us know also that we don't, not only do we lack, uh, we don't have any need for fear because we lack no safety with the nearness of the shepherd. Here we learn in verse, verse 5 now that we lack no provision. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies, and you anoint my head with oil, and my cup overflows. This right here is, is sort of an image of joy and gladness. Um, anytime you see something like oil or wine overflowing, it's an image in Scripture of great 
joy. So even in the midst of coming out of a valley or even in a valley, God gives us the good gift of surprising and unexpected joys from his nearness. Verse 6 says this, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Verse 6 tells us that we ultimately won't lack a heavenly home with God as our shepherd. And so verse 6 gives us the assurance of a home, you know, meets all those basics, needs, and desires that we have of belonging. We belong and have a belonging with the Lord as our shepherd. Psalm 23 as a whole, you know, it portrays a life as a pilgrimage. And in that pilgrimage, there's green pastures, there's still waters, there's valleys of the shadow of death, there are highs and there are lows. There's sometimes provision in the midst of enemies right here. And then also sometimes there's times where we unexpected joys where our head is anointed with oil and our cup overflows. But here's our hope in praying in the midst of fear and death. Our shepherd is near in the valley, not just the green pastures and still waters. As a matter of fact, I could argue from the image given to Psalm 23 that God's actually nearer in the valley. Think about the parent watching over their toddler at the beach. Uh, the waters are strong and they're rough and, and they're standing right there, maybe even holding the child's hand. But when you're not holding the child's hand, your eye is fixed on them to make sure that they don't get swept away by an undertow. And our Heavenly Father is the same way with us when we're walking through rough waters or when we're walking through a dark valley. Our shepherds constantly meeting our physical needs by providing our hearts with unexpected uh, uh, joys and, and unexpected uh, provisions. And ultimately, as this pilgrimage comes to an end, we see here in verse 6, though, that whether it's our pilgrims comes to an end today, or whether it's 50 years from now, we have the hope of a home and we'll dwell in the house of the Lord forever. We belong with the Lord. So let's go to Lord in prayer and use this psalm as a guide for us to pray. God, I, I just pray for those listening right now to my voice, God. And there is probably a long, long list of even those, even though they walk through whatever it is, God. Maybe it's cancer. Maybe it's divorce. Maybe it's a, a separation from family members, God. Maybe it's deployment. God, I don't know what it all is, but you do, and you're the good shepherd. And Lord, help them to know what it means that in that moment they want for nothing, even though they walk through this valley. God, they want for nothing because your rod and your staff, they comfort us. And so, Lord, in the valleys that we're facing, and maybe now, God, even as a country, as we face this sort of uh, valley facing COVID with so many healthcare workers worried about going in, that they're going to bring back sickness to their family members, God, would you... Help them to experience this nearness that comes in the valley. So whatever the trial may be, God, would you help us to not forget that you didn't lead us to the valley by accident, that you, you are there with us, Lord, your rod and your staff that comfort us. And God, Lord, thank you for preparing a table before us in the presence of our enemies. God, thank you for unexpected provision in the midst of valleys, God, and sometimes in the midst of, uh, of good seasons as well. Lord, unexpected joys that you provide where our head is anointed with oil and our cup overflows. So God, uh, thank you for being so good to provide for our every physical need, Lord, and to provide our hearts with joy in the midst of this pilgrim life that we walk. And God, 
I, I pray that you'd help us to believe and to remember, Lord, that we belong and have an eternal belonging with you, a home, Lord, that we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So, Lord, pray for followers of Jesus, Lord, right now, all around the world, as this COVID crisis goes along and they experience fear and worry for what tomorrow brings. God, may we remember that goodness and mercy will follow us all the days of our lives and our home is secure with you. Pray this in the name of Christ. Okay, hey, if you liked today's episode, be sure to go to my website, matthewcbryant.com, and subscribe to my page so you can be notified about new episodes and other posts that are going to be on my blog, and also about my forthcoming book, How to Pray, A Quick Guide for More Consistent, Joyful, and Biblical Prayer. Hey, I'd love to hear from you. Um, what was helpful uh, about today's episode? Um, is there anything else that you'd like me to address in future episodes? Maybe questions you have about prayer, questions you have about the Word, and how to stay the Word. Um, are there questions that you'd like to disengage with me about life in general, how things are going? I'd love to hear from you. Reach out to me at matthewcbryant.com contact. I look forward to hearing from you. God bless.